welcome to Umbrella Rebellion. I'm Marcy. And I'm Dee. We are finding healing after leaving a cult. We will be discussing abuse and personal experience with the ATI, IBLP, and fundamental churches. Trigger warning. This podcast may contain descriptions of various forms of abuse. Please take care for your safety and well-being while you are listening. If the content becomes too much for you to handle, please turn this off. We hope to expose harmful teachings that lead to and justify abuse. With the hope that those that are experiencing abuse can find support and escape from it. Welcome to the Umbrella Rebellion. Today we are going to be discussing Gothard's teaching on courtship. So, hello Marcy. Hi. <laughs> this ought to be a fun subject. <laughs> we are going to have some fun tonight. I have my wine. <laughs> it's Friday night. We're recording on a Friday night. So, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's Friday night. So, drink up. <laughs> yep. I've already finished mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I was trying to give Marcy a little preview so she can like get in the right headspace for this. And uh, yeah. So, and, and it went away. What were they, yes, what were we doing that? <laughs> we kind of had a drink to prepare for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, housekeeping items. So, our um, podcast has actually really blown up in the last um, couple of weeks, and we've gotten a lot of new subscribers. So, we just want to thank everyone that's come by and watched and subscribed and liked and commented. We're trying to keep up with the comments as best as we can. Yes. <laughs> so, Marcy and I both work full time. So, yeah. We'll get to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're kind of trying to work out some kinks of, you know, how to work this between the both of us so um i i tend to be on the internet a lot more yes so i i typically am the one to respond you if you're watching this we're on youtube obviously if you're not watching this and you're listening to it the podcast we have the podcast on i think six or eight different platforms and you know google spotify apple yada yada and then we also are on YouTube. So if you prefer to just listen to the audio or you want to watch us, you know, be goofy, then you yes. can <laughs> watch us on YouTube. <laughs> Anything you want to say, Marty? No, just huge thank you. I agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Very, very exciting. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> and oh, don't forget, we have t-shirts and the uh, link, yes. the link to the, the merch is downstairs and downstairs. <laughs> <clears throat> must be those lustful thoughts of me thinking downstairs okay anyway <laughs> or that simple alcohol beverage you are inviting in. <laughs> yep. obviously my brain is not functioning <laughs> um, <laughs> so the link is down in the description <laughs> the show notes depending on where you're listening uh make sure that you listen to the end because we have some announcements okay so (laughs) we're back after my computer crashed i don't think it liked the basic seminar (laughs) i know it didn't (laughs) it was rejecting gothard's files (laughs) it said file and convoluted (laughs) and not compute yeah. Utter malarkey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Utter malarkey. 
All right. So I had one of our group members. Um, and if you're not aware, we have a support group for people who have been in this cult and who are coming out of it or want to get out of it or have been out of it. So we can kind of, you know, just fellowship together and learn from each other and grow together. The link is down below, but it is required that you were a part of this cult before you can join. What we're going to be doing tonight is we're going to be taking, because on our last live, somebody had asked us to do a um, episode on court, you know, dating post cult. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually going to dive into the teachings that we were under in this cult. So you can kind of get an understanding of where we were. And for those of you who have been out, maybe this will help you dissect some of the thinking and understanding it in a new light. Marcy and I were talking that neither of us have looked at this for it since we've been in it. So we've never looked at it on, the, you know, from our perspective that we currently have. Yes. It's like from, from, from a more uh, realistic perspective. Yes. Normal human beings. Yes, in the real world. <laughs> Not the lemmings we were. So, uh-huh. yes. Just a little caveat to this. We do have the whole six-day seminar workbook um, that one of our members provided for us. And so people who have not been in this cult may look at this as kind of a worksheet where you can fill in the blanks as you feel so inclined to. But the purpose of this was actually to fill in their blanks um, with their information that they were presenting. And we were having a conversation, the person who provided this with me, and I was like, wow, it never occurred to me the amount of writing that was required in these seminars was on purpose because it's studies have shown that when you write something down, you're more inclined to retain it. So you're hearing it and you're writing it. So it was on purpose so that, but the amount of things that they made you write and at the speed they made you write it was absolutely like unprocessable by a average human brain. (laughs) So it was just like information, 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 information. So what we're going to go over today is um, parts of the Saturday session, which is your sixth day you've been in this. And I don't remember, was it like four, five, six hours a day? It was Saturday. Yeah. Saturday was a long day. It was from eight in the morning to six at night. So so Monday through Friday was like two to three hours, I think. Yeah. And and it may have gone all day Friday too. Possibly. I think I do remember that Friday and Saturday were long. All day Saturday. Yes. So you're talking, you know, 18, 24 hours possibly of inundation of information mm-hmm. within a week's time. Um, well, you know, you get the one day of rest at the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it couldn't be encroached upon Sunday. <laughs> no, you could not. Because we need to be in church. Learning Getting indoctrinated there. Yes. Yeah. And then also we wanted to kind of discuss the fact that we do have all of the days that we can share with you and kind of break down and go through. Um, If y'all are so inclined for us to share that with you, please let us know in the comments, leave a like on this post. You know, I don't want to do the YouTube thing. Like if we get to 3000 likes, we'll do no, 
we're, gonna, we're probably going to do it anyway, but we just want to know if you want it. <laughs> we reserve that right to do it anyway. <laughs> I would say, well, I, my thought when I was reading through this and also remembering going through the basic seminar is that it was something akin to drinking from a fire hose. Like a, just, it, we were just flooded with so much information. You were trying to write so fast that there was no way to process a lot of what you were hearing. It was just put there in your brain because you were just you know, doing it. Right. It was almost like robotic. Yeah. 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 Hence the lemming thing. Yeah. So um, it starts off with the first page is the three aspects of God's ways. You have a birth of a vision, death of a vision, and then spiritual fulfillment because obviously you can't have spiritual fulfillment unless there's death of your vision as well. Like, nobody can have a vision and it, like, come to fruition without obstacle, I guess. Yes. And, I mean, I get that. That's part of life. Obstacles are part of life and everything. But is it really God's will if you didn't have any hindrance in the midst of that? Right. So, yeah. Okay, so the first one is the headquarters site, which is the ATI IBLP headquarters. So their death of a vision was the property had sold and then the price was wrong when they relisted it. Apparently they couldn't afford it, but then somebody gave them money so that they were able to afford it. Yes. Or they negotiated something with the lady that was selling it or something like that to, I forget the whole story, but yeah. So negotiations in there too. Yeah, some kind of, you know, manipulation and yeah. Yeah. Where, where they thought where they thought they had lost it, which was the death of the vision and then then they uh, then a better thing happened later and it was given back to them. Right, cuz it was, you know, obviously God's will for him to have it mm-hmm. at the price that they got it at and it wasn't the right timing at the first time. Right. You know, so then he gives, you know, biblical examples of it, blah blah blah. So, we're kind of like just going to scroll through some of this it's really not all of it's not like really like relevant but oh the other thing we wanted to mention is that a lot of the monday through friday information is building you up to some of this information making sense like if i had been given saturday's presentation without monday through fridays then i'd have been like huh Like, what? But because the information was slowly given to you in little bits and pieces, it built upon each other so that all of this actually made sense to the people who were there and was like, oh, this must be God's way of doing things because of all of the days before led into this. So kind of it's kind of like backwards to like do this first so just the caveat that you're gonna see stuff and go wow why didn't these people like understand that this was totally crazy but it's because we had five days before this of inundation of crazy talk to get our minds going well maybe this is the right way to do things we're gonna talk about how you have the insight into finding God's will. 
So this is, I mean, maybe it would make sense if we heard the presentation. But to me, like, it's just kind of detached a little bit here. And I understand this is just notes, right? So we're just getting pizza and parts. So God wills involves people. Obviously, if you're going to do God's will, there's other people involved. Okay. Um, And then there's this fear of people must be overcome. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) Yeah, some of this just doesn't make sense. It might have made sense with the stories that were being told, because a lot of these were told in story form. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, a lot of, like, when you're younger, you don't have a whole lot of fear of people, you know? So not sure where that fits in. And then this one really caught me when I read it. And I was like, oh, okay. There comes part of the cult mentality because perfect love casts out all fear. So in an, on the face of that, you're like, oh, yeah, if somebody truly loves you, there's no fear. Well, when you're in this cult, it also goes that if you have fear, you cannot have perfect love. And so where there is fear, there is not perfection. And we're supposed to strive for perfection. And we all know we can't achieve it. But then, and then Marcy, share what you shared with me that was like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> well, I, I think I said something to the effect of, well, also many of their principles were p- put in place by fear. Like if you didn't follow this principle, then this would happen to you. Like obey or terrible things would happen to you. That's what kept you in your place was fear itself, fear of God or fear of a parent or fear of repercussion, life repercussions. Like if something bad happened to you in life was obviously because you hadn't done what you were supposed to do. So what kept you in line was fear. So the, this (laughs) is just an opposite to how they functioned, how they kept you in line. Right. So all of their teachings were fear-based. Yeah. All of them were fear-based. Yeah. So, but obviously their teachings were perfect, but how could they be of their own teachings? Like, that's just like, you know, looking at it from now. And if you look at this, like outside of all of those other days, like that's how we're like saying like, this just wouldn't make sense. You know, like we're so far removed from it. It's like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially jumping into it in the middle of the seminar. Like I think right, if, I had, if I had like reviewed some things up coming, coming up to this, then it would have made more sense. But, mm-hmm. and, and I went to the basic at least three times. Okay. I only and, went once. And then advanced maybe twice. So okay. yeah. Yeah. Cause you can't get all of it in one yeah. No, you, you yeah, you really yeah. can't. Um, I remember thinking that the second time I went was and um, thinking, oh, I have this booklet that I had last time, and I can get the other half of the notes that right. I can write because I couldn't write them fast enough. <laughs> and my mom went through it with me too for like the third or fourth time for her, and she was like, "I'm going to fill in the spaces that I missed because even and I went for the first time. I went when I was twelve. She, wow. you know, she was so a twelve year old can't write that fast either. <laughs> no. All right. So then we're going to get into God's will. Exactly what I would choose as a person, anybody like that's he's trying to like speak to all people would choose if you knew all the facts. So if you knew everything that was going to happen, you and God would choose the same thing. Okay. 
<sighs> I don't, yeah. I honestly do not think that that would be so. Mm-hmm. So then you're supposed to make a little prayer mm-hmm. and do a life commitment to follow God because you never did that when you got saved. Okay. All right. The whole gate seminar was full of these commitments at the end of each session. Mm -hmm. They would have a prayer like this where you would commit to whatever you had just learned. So you were writing, you were hearing it, you were writing it down. And at the end you had to verbally or mentally agree to it in your mind with this commitment. So the trifecta. Yeah, and this this page, I'm kind of confused at. Um, I can't remember how old she said when she went through this. So it, she may have been at a young age. <clears throat> she might be missing some parts of this, but she's she's got a lot of it filled in. She really so. does. Compared <laughs> for as much as it was, she really has a lot. Here's a good page. <laughs> so you're gonna learn some stuff today. If you didn't know. How to overcome the power of sin. You're going to know now. <laughs> you go, you've got bullet points. <laughs> All right. So learn why past efforts have failed. Because you can achieve perfection, right? And never sin again if you only follow these things. <laughs> okay. And number one is the fatality of fleshly efforts or your soul trying to do things instead of being led by the spirit. Number two, the defeat of double mindedness. The ignorance of how to live in what? The ignorance of how to live in Christ? Right, because you don't know how to do it. So obviously you're going to fail <sighs> at, at overcoming sin because you're ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> the foolishness of fleshly provisions because you shouldn't be, you know, be making provisions as a, you know, wise you thing. Sh- no, and you should, it's the fleshly provisions. It's the things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the short-sightedness of secrecy, which both of us left at this. <laughs> there is so much secrecy in oh this cult that, 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 that was just laughable because it was short-sighted of him to think that his secrecy would it was nothing but a shroud of secrecy in this cult like upon level level upon level upon level Um, okay so then we go to two and it says learn what it means to be in christ uh and then something about ties to abraham we send in adam we're in christ at our new birth so it kind of goes over uh, this to me sounds like salvation type of stuff right Learn how to turn our position in Christ into achieved by the heritage of faith. Ask for wisdom and revelation. Okay, so you're gonna, you're gonna, if you know where you stand with Jesus, you won't sin. Okay, that's, I'm trying to all put it in my brain the right way. All right, and if you ask for wisdom, you're gonna receive it, and then you won't sin because you're gonna have. God and you are going to have that little chit chat and he's going to be like, you're supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, faith is trusting God's word rather than human reasoning, which, hey, I wholeheartedly believe in that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Apply differently, but okay. Um, God promised Abraham, because if you know God promised Abraham a son, you're not going to sin. Yeah, it just doesn't, sometimes it just doesn't make sense with what, like, yeah. And God said it, so you're dead to sin. 
Okay. We're okay. So then it's like seven steps to reckon ourselves dead to sin. Okay. So we God said it. So now we have to apply it. All right. See, engraft Romans six and eight into your soul. Memorize scripture and you won't sin. Yes. Yeah. And it, repeat it on the daily if you have to. <laughs> like Quote meditate day and night. <laughs> yes. Yes. Literally. Literally. See, that indoctrination comes right back. <laughs> right in the right order, too. Yes. Word for word. King James Version. Because <laughs> it's not valid if it's not King James Version. <laughs> All right. So, and then this kind of had me laughing, too. Compare the law of sin to the law of gravity. <laughs> Not exactly sure what the law of sin is, other than it will find you out and everyone does it. So, I don't know. Because if you ever told a lie, they like to, if you ever told a lie, you're a sinner. Mm -hmm. So, and then we must make no provisions for fleshly lusts. Don't even. Put that naked woman in front of you. Oh, don't even put the breastfeeding mom in front of you. <laughs> like, God forbid a mom breastfeed in public because you might lust after her. Okay. Yes. So if y'all haven't seen the whole thing, I did a little reel on Instagram and shared it. There's a dude out there that tried to tell women what they should and shouldn't share and how. And then the internet responded. And it was pretty funny. It was awesome. <laughs> it was <pretty> funny. <laughs> Thank you, internet. <laughs> so I grabbed a few of them that I really liked and I put it all together and it was pretty awesome. So <clears throat> that's, and that's what, that's what the men in this organization and in the fundamental Bible believing churches believe is that if it's in front of you and you look at it it's a provision for your flesh but if it's not in front of you then the provision won't be there it's like the responsibility is on the other person to not put it there for you instead of you making a choice on what you're going to do with your thoughts once you see it right it's more about it's more about whether they see it if you're that you're causing them to less because you're putting it in front of their face instead of them controlling their own thoughts when they see it or even looking away. Right. I mean, or, you know, deciding not to be on the Internet because it's all a bunch of lustful things. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you can choose to not be on the Internet in social media. Mm -hmm. That's choice. Another person. You know, and it's not my responsibility to make it safe for you to be there. So, um, because you're, you're lusting after breastfeeding mothers. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, so if you picture yourself dead to the power and appeal of sin, then you can avoid it. Just go in your mind. Okay. And this is why this is funny. Okay. So if you don't know anything about this cult, it's all against Eastern religions and yoga and, oh, what is all of that? You know, the and, positive thinking, they don't, they don't like that either. Yeah, no. But this, is it. this is exactly it. If you picture yourself dead to sin, if you envision it, if you imagine it, if you conjure it up in your mind, then you will be. 
That's like, you totally missed the boat on that one, but okay. All right, got it. Got it. So, all right. Be accountable to God-given authority. Because if you're accountable to your heathen friends, you're just going to sin. Yeah, well, to understand God-given authority was one of two things. For a guy, it was the dad. And for a girl, it was the dad or the husband. So your God-given authority is... It also was the mother until you were a certain age, but there really wasn't yeah. a like, defined like age where you were still accountable to your mother, but your mother was still accountable to your father. So you were actually really only accountable to your father because your mother yeah. couldn't do anything without your father. So it was really just the father, but yeah. Yes. But you, know, you, you were very right there. <laughs> I think till the age of 12, because the age of 12 is when you became an adult. And so that's probably where they would cut that off. You know, that makes sense on why they had such young children working at headquarters now. Yeah. Okay. Which also, the way I realized I was in a cult was because I watched Leah Remini's Scientology documentary. And there's so many parallels to Scientology and IVLP ATI. And one day, Marcy and I are going to go through it and do a comparison. (laughs) And it's going to freak you out. So, because it freaked me out. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. And if you were in it, you're going to go, holy crap. And if you weren't, you're going to be confused. So we'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> yes. I'm about halfway through it. Then I'm already like, oh, holy cow. Like, yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Oh, this one's a good one. Use the power of shame to conquer temptation. Oh, yeah. This is the one that got me. Like, Yes. There was so much shame built into this. That's how they kept you in line. Shame, shame yourself, shame you, somebody else shame you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if you have guilt and shame over what you're doing, you're going to be moldable and malleable and ripe for abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not going to pull any punches. I mean, that's basically setting you up to be abused. Mm-hmm. Live in shame of your sin, and if you can never conquer it, be feel feel the shame of it. But here's here's the good one. Mister Gothard himself feels no shame for what he did to those girls, because obviously he doesn't feel like he sinned. Because I've been reading up on it because it's been a couple of years, and it was never a sexual thing for him. So therefore, it was. So therefore, it wasn't sin. Yeah, not sin. Mm -hmm. Mm, Because you can justify anything if you can reason it away in your brain, Mister Gothard. (laughs) And I know you're still alive, and I know you're on the internet, and yeah, I know you're probably watching this. Yeah, read your own works and live by them. Okay, but anyway. Oh, the hypocrisy. <laughs> yes. And I, I was telling Marcy earlier, and I don't know if we were recording when we did this, I was like, if he had only listened to his own teachings, yes. he would have never gone down this road. Yes. But obviously they don't work because he couldn't even abide by them himself. So, but whatever. Um, recognize and obey the scriptures, promptings of God's spirit. 
scriptural promptings. Okay, so if you read God's word, the spirit's going to prompt you and you're going to not sin. Got it. All right. And then you have to learn how to yield to God. I mean, yeah, you know, it's not really, you know, innate in our nature to be like, okay, I give up my will because God gave us a free will. But okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so obviously we've got the one side that says realize how to yield, how we how we yield to sin, and then yield to God in the same way. So basically, it's just like flipping the coin. Like mm-hmm. you give in to your fleshly impulses, but you should give in to the spiritual promptings of God. You should not visualize sinful things. Get off the internet, dear Brian, and then. um you should visualize only spiritual things and i'm not saying any of these teachings aren't spiritual or correct or biblical or godly but i'm saying the way it's presented is like this is your how-to guide to be a christian and then there's like the flip side of what happens in this cult that doesn't mesh with the teachings so that's kind of why i'm like okay whatever you know it's it's not like i don't believe that this is a like the things in the bible are not true like that's not what i'm trying to say here at all i don't know if that made any sense but um i i followed you that you're trying to say that the bible is true but the way they taught it is twisted and not true (laughs) right i'm not trying to mock the bible or god or Mm -hmm. anyone's faith or the truth of any of some of these things like it's just the way it was applied is what i'm mocking and and the way things happened in the cult i'm mocking so just i want to make that clear i'm not trying to mock anybody's religion or faith or anything like that i'm mocking mr gothard mr gothard i'm mocking you (laughs) (laughs) all right so we yield to ourselves to sin but we should yield ourself to God and then a yield of your body members, which everybody knows what a member of your body is. And what my Mr. Gothard was saying is don't do the dirty in a sinful way. Only do the dirty in a godly way. So yeah, mine also like, you know, your hands, you know, you know, like you shouldn't steal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was all like that sexual connotation to a lot of it yeah you know it was weird because it was like they said yield your members and they were talking about like your whole entire body like your hands and your feet but like there was that sexual undertone current of like teachings and it was like they just kind of skirted around it but it was like almost like that meant more like the way that they presented it meant more than like any of the other parts of it it was really weird. Did, did you get that? I mean, like, did you, when you were in it? Yeah. Well, yes. Well, okay. So it was <clears throat> understood that a sexual sin was the ultimate worst sin. Like it, that was like the ultimate thing that you could do to be absolutely a horrible, terrible person and lose the favor of God. Right. Right. That, right. You know, you start by lightning and the, the teachings just reiterated that. Um, Right. So it's like if you had that in your mind, like that was the ultimate, then Mm -hmm. it was like all of the other stuff was like 
lesser sins almost. Right. Mm-hmm. They even taught that there weren't lesser sins, but they it was did. always, <laughs> but there was always understanding that there was a hierarchy to it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was really weird. So we're going to skip over this a little bit. So, oh, here's a good one. Let's learn how to be friends. Which plays into the courtship part later. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is your build up for courtship. Yeah. All right. So if you're an acquaintance. Um, the responsibilities you have to your acquaintance are for divine encounters. God's going to set you up to like encounter them in a divine way. So you need to develop general questions for children, youth, and adults. And that goes into the Bible verse, be ready with an answer. Because you never know when God's going to put somebody in your path that you're supposed to share the truth with. Which goes back to my story of in the Air Force, how I was like appalled by the rap music and was trying to control my roommate because it was wrong, according to this. So that was an acquaintance that I, you know, obviously needed to have an answer to of what's right and wrong. Yes. So this is the casual friendship. So you identify positive qualities and you have specific questions. I'm trying to process what they were. Like you're okay. So you're like, I'm sorry, go ahead. So like, I'm guessing like your, your casual friendships, you're like, you see the positives in them and you share with them what's positive about them like you're not going to like get into the nitty-gritty of like truth with them it's just yes. gonna be surface level you're a good person you do this well mm-hmm. bravo yay kind of yeah. stuff that makes sense yeah and then close friendship you can visualize achievement and design projects to do together so marcy yeah. and common life goals common life goals <laughs> And projects together. <laughs> projects together. We have a podcast. We are close friends. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you have achieved my close friendship circle. Yes. We're visualizing achievement. <laughs> yes, we are. Positive thinking. Oh, wait. No, that's wrong. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> intimate friendship character development and correction of blind spots so if you get to the intimate friendship part then you're allowed to point out other people's uh issues and character flaws let's call it like it is character flaws correct their blind spots correct yes correction of blind spots like okay so for those who aren't in it blind spots are Ways in which you do something wrong, but you don't realize it. Like if I was mean to Mr. Gothard by mocking his teachings and I didn't realize I was being mean to Mr. Gothard by mocking his teachings. Marcy could tell me, you know, you're really being mean to Mr. Gothard by mocking his teachings. That's a blind spot. You need to correct that. Uh Oh my gosh. I was just thinking about this. Okay, so I am pretty sure the plat the the plats or welcome to Platteville people are mm-hmm. ATI. Really? Yes, because in one of their episodes, I don't know if they called it blind spots, but I was like, oh. they used it. They used a watchword. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might have to pull that clip and put yeah. it in here. Do you think that there might be some blind spots that you're missing? On everyone's part. And well, anytime you have a problem, everyone has a blind yeah. spot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, y'all are in ATI, I can tell. <laughs> Isn't that funny how we know? Because we know the words. Because there yeah. were some very specific words and phrases that were used, like death of a vision or mm-hmm. blind spots or things like that, that you learned in the basic seminar. And then they were used a lot to explain concepts in other other teachings. Right. Yeah. Um. And then, so, and then, yeah, it was just like, oh my gosh. And if they're not in ATI, IBLP, I apologize, but they're definitely in the fundamental world somewhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is interchangeable into the fundy, fundy world. All right. So, okay. So we're, we're developing friendships, Marcy, I, I believe. We have achieved the close friendship circle. We hit all the bullets. <laughs> we checked up all the boxes. You're not allowed to tell me I'm doing wrong, though. You have not <laughs> achieved that. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, this was another one that we had a lot of discussion on. Um, purpose that those who reject Christ must reject me and those who love Christ should love me. And how backwards that is to the gospel. So, and how isolating. So this cult was famous for being, for isolating from the world and and isolating the families, isolating from everyone else. And how that, this teaching played into that. So um, obviously they weren't of Christ. They were going to reject you. You should expect them to reject you. And also you weren't supposed to be of the world. So you couldn't really invite them in. You couldn't be with them. You know, so if nobody loved you, obviously you weren't of Christ. Yes. So if you didn't have any friends, obviously you weren't doing Christianity right. Because if they loved Christ, they're going to love you. Yeah, it just is so messed up. So, okay. So this is like setting up, like Marcy said, this is setting up the isolationism, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you don't love Christ, then, then you're not going to love me and you're going to, you're rejecting me, you know? So if you reject Christ, you're rejecting me. And therefore I have to reject you mm-hmm. because I can't be one of their other words is unequally yoked. Right. So if you reject Christ, then I can't be a part of you, of your friendship because that would make us unequally yoked in their teachings. So, which makes you isolate from people who don't think like you. Yeah. They get you both ways. Mm-hmm. It's, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't like me, then you must not be of Christ. Catch 22. <laughs> that makes total sense. Because people can't have personal preferences at all. <laughs> no. No. Um, purpose to verbally identify with Christ. Oh, my God. Excuse me. Um, So verbally identifying with Christ was code for sharing salvation. For what? Sharing salvation. Oh, right. Right. So, yeah. 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 That was like your, your, if you had nothing else to talk to somebody about, you could be like, no, thank you. I'm with Jesus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it was supposed to like, 
the floodgates were supposed to open and they're going to ask you questions and then they were going to get saved. Like that was yeah. like the way it was presented to us a lot. Because salvation is not based in relationship. Like <laughs> the whole teaching of the Bible is based in relationship, but this is not what that is teaching. Yeah. It's yeah. very um, singular focused mm-hmm. and almost checklisty. Like, I mean, like, and that's kind of what I was saying in my last episode that I was, it's like, that one, two, three, I'm going to get closer to Jesus. Three, yes. four, five, I'm getting closer to Jesus. Wait, where am I not getting closer to Jesus? Why? You know, like, it's just this checklist. Like, and if you go down the line, you're mm-hmm. supposed to get there. And then if you don't get there, and you're like, wait, why didn't I get there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you must have done something wrong. Right. So this last one says, purpose to let God choose my friends based on their needs and desire for God's help. So if you can't be friends with them, if people that are not of Christ are going to reject you. Also, you can't be friends with them if they don't have needs and desire God's help. So if you don't need God's help and you don't want God's help, then you can't be friends with me. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is supposed to be for the ones that need him the most. And aren't those the people that reject him? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's kind of like, it's just weird. It's based hard, on their hard. needs and desires for if you don't if you don't desire God's help and that the way that's written is just kind of bizarre like based on their needs and desire for help so if you need God's help but you don't desire it then I can't be your friend like that's kind of what I get out of that yeah yeah oh this is good <laughs> here we go with courtship <laughs> yeah. We're going to set it up for you. Um, oh, wait. This is the best. This is the best. Okay. What is it? Requirements okay. of a total marriage. Okay. Total, so, a total marriage. A What's total it? marriage. Not a half-ass one. A total one. <laughs> okay. All right. So, you got the spirit. You have a leader connected to God. And a challenge, obviously, is the woman. Obviously. The challenge is the woman. <laughs> Yeah, that like I don't know if that was the teaching, but that's what that says. But that's what that says. <laughs> yes, the man that's is the leader, and the woman is the challenge. And courtship equals one spirit. Oh my goodness! Yes. So wait, 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 yeah. wait! But don't forget, you are greater effective for God if you are married and not single. Wait a minute! What? Uh, that's exactly opposite of what he teaches. Right? You have a greater effectiveness. He was never married. How could he be effective to God then? <laughs> yeah, and he and he consistently stated that you were more effective if you were single. That was the whole point behind like committing to a certain number of years in the at the uh uh-huh. seminar. The counseling seminar. Yes. Mm-hmm. That you that you would save yourself for a certain amount of years for service to God. Mm-hmm. So there this is like direct contradiction and also mr gothard preaches that he remained single all those years because people would ask him while he wasn't married he remained single all those years so that he was more effective for god but obviously obviously he was not as greater of effectiveness because he would have been greater effectively if he would have been married so mr gothard you missed the boat 
Mm-hmm. See, this is why we are all heathens now. Because <laughs> yes. you That's didn't get married. Oh my goodness. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uniting two families. I don't know what procedure is. I guess, you know, the procedure of getting married is important. Um, <laughs> your engagement. One mind will in emotion for life together. Because you can't be in two different places and have two different thoughts if you're in a marriage. You have to be of one mind. Right. Which is why the guy gets to be the head. Because it's one mind and one will. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's that sets you up for you cannot have any differing views than your husband. Like that's like... <sighs> Because the woman is under the authority of the man. She has to yield. It is expected yeah. of her in the hierarchy of, of authority that she, that if the husband says, and there's a disagreement for you to, to have a holy marriage and be of one mind and will and emotion, she has to yield to be godly and, and be of one mind. Does not matter if his idea is crazy yeah. town. Okay. Like, Example, married for six months, we courted and did it terribly and did it all wrong. And obviously that's why my marriage failed. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I digress. Married for six months. Honey, you've been working so hard. I'm going to be a great wife. What would you like to do today? I want to go find some weed. What? And then it was used against me. Well, you said I could do anything I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, as a wife in this godly whole ass marriage, I can't disagree with you because I said it. You, so I was manipulated into going to find weed with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I had no desire to do uh-huh. and did not want to partake nor have my husband partake because well that's kind of not what we had like talked about at all before we got married oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you can't have a thought in our opinion sorry you're yeah. not you're, you're, you're the challenge <laughs> <laughs> I deny your challenge. (laughs) (laughs) I am a challenge and I am proud of it. (laughs) Yes. That would be one of those, you know, you're supposed to be of one mind and will and emotion. And if I say something and my husband disagrees, whether I disagree with it or not, I have to go along with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a, real world application for you of how this was used to abuse me in my marriage. My first marriage. Yes. Let's let's get that clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Are you leaving? I'm I love you. I'm so glad you're part of my life. <laughs> so and then you know I guess this is the three parts of marriage. Marriage is the spirit, the soul, and the body, or the three parts right. of the human 
connectedness. I don't know. Um, physical. Spiritual, physical, and physical consummation. Marriage, covenant, one flesh. So, once you're married, as long as your mind, will, and emotions are all together, then yes. your bodies can be together. <sighs> that's, like, not even humanly possible, but okay. Yes, no, like, that doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. Like, you're two different human beings. Like, I get that you should be, like, connected in ways that no one else you're connected with, right? Like, Right, yeah. And I I get that, like, you should be on the same page most of the time or, like, come to agreements about those, like, big things. Yes. Like, my husband and I have differences on little things. Yeah. But it yeah. doesn't affect our marriage because we yeah. can agree to disagree. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's no such thing as agree to disagree with this man. No, there really isn't. It is black mm-hmm. and white. Poor oh, here's man, here's a good one. Daughters. Ooh. Here we go. Here's the courtship. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. God's All right. Y'all want to know how to be godly? Okay. So now we have to address the daughters. Because to have a courtship, the daughters must agree. <laughs> because it doesn't say that the boys have to sign anything like this it's only the daughters so the only ones committing to courtship are the girls and obviously the boys have, have no what's that because we have to yield to dad and husband and the man has absolutely no responsibility except to god exactly exactly and to get the father's permission yeah but that's god's will so so, you know, same and same thing. Same thing. Yeah. I, I think I should marry your wife. I believe it's God's will. Okay. <laughs> they even had um, covenants that you had to sign and, and that the dad would sign and the girl would sign like a certificate that you were signing that you promised to do this. So um, it would be really interesting to get a guy's perspective on this. Yes, because I mean, like we weren't in all of the men's meetings and we didn't there were some teachings that only the men went to or the boys went to. Mm -hmm. And so I would be interested to know if there was something specifically taught to them on this realm of committing to courtship, because you can't really have courtship unless both parties agree to it so where is the like we just assume that guys are going to agree to this mm-hmm. yeah like that that just like <sighs> so then it's like okay we have to manipulate the women to follow because obviously the men are going to do it right like that's just the whole mentality I see here mm-hmm Oh my god. Like it's just so like bizarre to me now. <laughs> That's concerning marriage. Because yeah. who wouldn't? Yeah. I I don't think that even go- is a decision you don't make as a Christian. Right. Okay. Like who walks into that thinking that they don't want it, right? I would have a terrible marriage with an abusive husband. Yeah. No. Said yeah. no Christian ever. Pretty logical. Yeah. Okay. I, I purpose to send potential partner to father for approval. Anyone who asks. Like, so if anybody, if anybody, if any guy approaches the girl mm-hmm. showing interest, and it could be even as small as just 
talking to her too often at her desk or, mm-hmm. or at church, if they show any level of interest, they're supposed to be directed to the dad. You don't have any say in it. You can't say, oh, yeah, I like you too. Or, um, or oh, yeah, I'm interested as well. Or, um, yeah, I want, sure, I'll spend extra time with you at the in the youth group. You had to send him to dad first. Right. So there, it was almost like there is no getting to know you as a friend stage. Because was. as soon as there was physical attraction and you made an interest known in getting to know this person on a more than friendship level at any point in your life, it was automatically courtship track mm-hmm. and go see my father. So there, it was like a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot. a lot of pressure for really young kids. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because he had to he had to go to the dad and talk to the dad. And I've heard multiple stories about the fathers being horrible mm-hmm. to the guys. Yeah. Um, so if you're one of those, you know, like, tell us your story. Yeah, we'd love we <laughs> would really love to hear this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, oh, I said we really want to know your perspective. Absolutely. Because yeah. I you know, it's like I feel like a lot of times the women do speak the loudest because we had so little of a voice in this Mm -hmm. but you know it's like the men were affected too and it's kind of like i'm really curious like at what level they were and like did any of them go that's not how you should treat your wife like i just really want to know like or did you were like well this must be what god wants for me so i should treat her this way like i just i'm kind of curious so if you know hey reach out to us we'll we'd love to have a conversation with you so now we have four sub points of point two <laughs> i just <laughs> noticed that <laughs> yes. i didn't realize there were sub points <laughs> one two three four actually five uh you increases appreciation of you what a fellow works for you appreciates more <laughs> um you do- oh yeah you gotta work for it yeah don't be easy yeah <laughs> pretend you're not interested yes you decrease temptation to morally okay yeah morally mistreat you morally mistreat you you decrease temptation oh because when you do this mm-hmm. it decreases the temptation to morally mistreat you because he's not going to want your body if you're following God's plan. Uh, <laughs> right? Because men are not innately like this. God no. did not create them like this. No, not at all. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not natural. And they have no, they have no like responsibility to have self-control, but okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It's, it's your, it's your responsibility to decrease temptation. So if you have to go to your dad they're not going to be as tempted by your body. Got it. Okay. Because <laughs> that's going to prevent them from lusting after you. Okay. All right. You prove that your father loves you. Yes. Your wow. father loves you if he lets you court. If he lets you date, he doesn't love you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Or you're proving that he doesn't love you if you don't do this, with, if you don't agree to this. Which is weird. That's, that's, wouldn't that prove that you don't love him? Yeah, that's backwards. It is on you as the daughter to prove that your daddy loves you. What? Mm-hmm. 
That's not backwards at all, Mr. Gothard. <laughs> so you follow this teaching, you're proving that your father doesn't love you or that maybe you don't really love him either because you're not willing to, you know. Follow him. Yeah. yeah. I think that should be what it says, though. Like, I mean, if it was really, like, true to their teachings, you're proving that you don't love your father if you don't follow this. But I, I don't understand how this proves that your father loves you. Yeah, I don't understand it either. No. Maybe because he's trying to protect you, or but I don't understand. You're allowing him protect to protect you? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I don't. Yeah, anybody anybody got any ideas on that? Yeah, get us insight. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. If I had had half a brain when I read this. Right, I signed off on this. I did a courtship agreement with my dad. I had a, a purity ring that that I wore on my left hand for years. So, but I just don't remember. I, I don't know if I just didn't understand it when I read it, or if it mm -hmm. was tired of me, and so I it didn't matter whether I agreed with it or whether it was weird. I just that was what was required. I don't mm -hmm. even remember what my thought process was when I did it. So, I wonder if you have that certificate. I should see if I still have that. Oh. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. The, we could post it on the Instagrams and the Facebooks. I think I might. Well, I don't know. I might have thrown it out a long time ago. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Burn it! Burn it all! Where, where's that dude with his bonfire? Yeah. <clears throat> um, if if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, there was a guy in the news and he was asking out his congregation to bring all their Harry Potter books and, you know, all of the ungodly, you know, manuscripts of the world and they were going to have a big bonfire and he didn't care if, you know, the fire department didn't want him to praise God. He was going to do it to the glory of Jesus. I don't know, something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> the internet was on fire this week. <laughs> yes, it was. I missed that one. I caught the other one. I missed that one. Yeah, that one was funny. So, okay. So you prove daddy loves you because it's your, it's your responsibility to prove that daddy loves you. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. Um, you give an opportunity to evaluate the motives of the fellow because his motives aren't going to be pure if he's willing to go to your father. Okay. I mean, I can I can see that you know, that would hinder a less determined feller. <laughs> you have to be pretty determined to go to her father and ask her her father's yeah. permission. So I get you know, it's gonna yeah, be pretty smitten. <laughs> it's not gonna be the puppy love. You put the fellow in the right relationship with your authority. <laughs> because <laughs> you're because <laughs> you're transferring authority you can't be out from under authority at any point as a woman so you know you gotta hit the you gotta transfer from daddy to the husband right so they have to be they have to be in cohesiveness in what happens with your life yes um, you purpose not to discuss marriage with a fellow but direct him to your father for to father first can wow. I marry you? No, you need to go talk to my dad first to see if I'm if you happen to get to know him enough to be discussing marriage before he even got to your dad. Like that's backwards too, because th th if you're following this, that would have happened already. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, right. If you were following this, you would never get to discuss marriage with him in the first place. Right. I yeah. purpose. I 
propose the fellow. I purpose not to discuss marriage or no, I purpose. Oh, okay. I purpose the fellow must have eight essential qualities before marriage. So propose purpose propose i propose the fellow must have okay so basically i'm gonna have a checklist and he must have all these eight things before <laughs> i can marry checklists him are so big with ati and IVLP. it was always a checklist okay a checklist. i had a checklist but it was nothing like this but okay yes <clears throat> my must have genuine salvation has much love harry potter or star wars or both yeah, <laughs> or at least tolerate it and not say or a word. Tolerate it enough to let me watch it, you know, fifteen times a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you cannot deny me screen time because I get to watch that. Okay, so let's let's go over this checklist and see how many of these things we can actually actually prove, like infallibly, or you know, like. We can actually prove these things on this checklist so he can actually meet these checklist items because they're provable. Yes. Must have genuine salvation. Yes. Because we can figure that out because that's not between him and God. Okay. Right. I mean, he can tell you that, but you can see it in actions, but. Tell you all day long. Oh, oh, even better. He must accept himself. That's really hard to know. Right. Sometimes people don't even know they don't accept themselves. That is so deep, buried deep into their psyche. And then, like, they can act like they do for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then they say somewhere that courtship should be short, like not for very long. Yeah, like a okay. year. So like, I think somewhere. No way that you could figure that out in the short amount of time that they give you to do a courtship exactly because then you because because if you go any longer you're going to want to defile yourself and have sex. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> all right and it says must be a man under authority okay so he is becoming his own authority over his family when he marries but he has to be able to be under authority with the dad but there's also sometimes I remember like there's reasons for them to be okay to be outside of authority. Like a man can be outside of authority as a single man in certain like I kind of remember that somewhere. We're gonna have to go. I remember that one. We're gonna have to like. There's so many wisdom books. I'm sure it's somewhere. So we're I'm gonna have sure to come. Yeah. We're gonna have to come back to that idea because somewhere in my brain, I remember Listen. like there's like justification for men to be outside of their authority mm-hmm. like their I parents right yeah i it, it's coming back to me vaguely i just don't remember what it is yeah um, and i don't know where to find it so we'll have to yeah, find it one day <laughs> must have a clear conscience because, because you can prove that for somebody else that for somebody else um yeah. must know how to yield rights i mean you can you can you can see that if they're going to be you know like if they're going to compromise with you Wow, I had that on my checklist. That would have like totally saved me from so many bad relationships. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Um, must have moral freedom because we can figure that out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Must know because that's your inner mind that works there. Must know God's purpose for his life. That'll never change. So if he knows it when he's 18, you're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no room for growth at all. You got to know mm-hmm. it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Or maturity level or life circumstance or any of that. Mm-hmm. Must have financial freedom. <laughs> Don't get those bums with debt, man. Right. It's usually when they're asking for this anyway, they haven't had a chance to do any of that anyhow. Yeah, like what 18-year-old to 23-year-old has financial freedom? Like it's very few and far between. Yeah. Discerning God's will regarding a life partner. Only a Christian. Okay. No defining, harmony at home, timing in marriage, yield, right to marry. I don't know. Dedication to Christian service. Okay. You can't want to get married, but that, but if you don't want to get married, then that makes you viable for marriage. Uh, huh? Say that again? He has to yield, yield right to marry, right? He has to have dedication to Christian service. This makes him a good pick. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But he has to yield his right to that. He has to not want it to get it for it to be a viable Candidate. Oh yeah, right. Right. I don't want it, but I want it. But I'm I'm willing. I'm I don't want it, but I'm willing. Right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Marriage conflicts caused by defrauding. Lack of self control. Dating causes lack of self control. Really, really, Ugh. really. Okay. Physical affection. More delicate. Oh, the woman has a more delicate conscience. That mm-hmm. and obviously lower standards. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh wait, no, yeah, that causes her to lower her standards. She's the temptress. Yeah. Where is the where is the dude with his bonfire? Because this belongs in it. Yes. <laughs> Seeds of guilt and doubt, reacts to her coolness, makes demands. He doesn't love me, confirms doubts. This is like so much to unpack in this one page. It is. Attempts to prove love by buying gifts. But that's one of the ways people receive love is by gift giving. Exactly. Accepts gifts or focuses on temporal things. So Greedy bitch. She's a greedy bitch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so he's trying to buy. He's trying to buy her love, and if she accepts it, she's focusing on t- temporal things. Uh huh. Still makes her the bad guy. Exactly, because the guy is just trying he, to prove his love. Exactly, but she's but still she the bad guy. It, then she's a greedy bitch. Yeah. He's just trying to prove his love. Uh huh. And not godly because she's focusing on things of the world and not things of God. <sighs> Concentrates on work. Concentrates on home, television, <laughs> children. That's a bad thing to concentrate on. Don't concentrate on your children. Mm. God forbid you take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> and not your husband, who's a grown man. Oh, my God. This is terrible. This is, oh, it has been so long since I've read through these with, with a, I've never read through these with the same mind. Yeah. I know, I know. It's like now wow. that too that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awful. <sighs> okay, I think we can skip this. Courtship and dating. The wisdom and freedom. There is freedom in courtship. Really? Oh, tell me about it. Def- definition of dating. We have a solid definition of dating. 
singling out one person of the opposite gender and cultivating interest through thoughts, looks, notes, talks, or events. Oh, don't be passing those notes in school. That's dating. <laughs> this is so outdated. Yes. I mean, like right. this was written in like what 1972. Yeah, I don't know. Right. <laughs> These days would be like, let me just text him a note. <laughs> yeah. Texting. Okay. Sorry. I need to update that to this texting, sexting, and um nudes. Okay. <laughs> Updated current day. Okay. <laughs> Why dating causes conflict because courtship can't yes yes because it's not two humans and humans just naturally have conflict <laughs> okay so the motive is wrong you're getting versus giving but the guy was giving her gifts and she received them so yes. i don't know i'm confused on that one the goal is wrong because if you're dating, your only goal is obviously pleasure and not commitment. Because nobody dates to get married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Confused. That's not the purpose behind it. <laughs> no. The idea is wrong. Your, your core idea of dating is absolutely wrong. It's human nature versus... Li- what? What does that even mean? Limitations. What? Human nature versus limitations? The idea? What? Uh, I'm confused. Maybe they went to, into more detail. And it's, maybe they did when they were talking? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Hurts the results are wrong because you can only get hurt if you date. You cannot yes. get hurt There's if you There's messaging right there. <laughs> <laughs> that... That is how the lies are planted. That's the subliminal message. Right? Because, oh, I courted this guy and it didn't work out. So I'm hurt by it. Oops, I must have courted wrong. Yeah. Because it says right there, you don't get hurt if you court. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gothard, when did you ever court or date? Right. So where did you come up with this idea anyway? Where in the Bible does it say you won't get hurt if you have a relationship with the opposite sex ever right like or, or a levity one or yeah like yeah. relationships in general are hard mm-hmm. like you're gonna get hurt i have a loving relationship i've gotten hurt by my husband usually behind my own like past traumas but there's hurt there yeah it's like I, it, it's such the top oops i crashed <laughs> See, even the internet doesn't like it. <laughs> it says it's too much. It's too much, darling. It's too much. Crap. <laughs> Nothing but crap. Go away. No. <laughs> All right. Definition of courtship. It's two fathers agreeing to work with a qualified young man to win the daughter for marriage. She doesn't have to be qualified. She could just be any old daughter. <laughs> wow. I don't like it. All right. Internet, behave. Um, Control too. That poor, that poor, that poor son that had to deal with two fathers being authority over him. And the, yeah. Ooh, that's just a recipe for disaster. Right? Like, like he can't be of his own mind. If he's going to be in charge of a family, he can't be, be his own authority to be of his own mind. Not yet. They, you can only do that once I give you permission to do it. Right. And, and once you get married, once you actually say the vow. 
And then you're supposed to be able to do it without help. Yes. And without having learned. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a daughter's agreeing to accept proposed love. Proposed love. Let's get that trait. Not intended love, not actual love, not um no proposed love. You can grow into this <laughs> because it's of God. Mm -hmm. I just I have an intention to love you. Mm -hmm. Don't yet, but I have an intention to love you. Okay. And protection because God forbid a woman take care of herself. Right, because <laughs> we're the we're the weaker ones. <laughs> yes. Oh wait, wait. The, we have a copyright. It was it was written in 1986, so ah. definitely pre definitely pre electronic communication. So we're yes, but yeah. you're we just need to update the whole note thing. So this is a whole story. I don't know. Oh my god, my internet. So 86 like would have been the first or second year of ATI. <sighs> There's just so much to unpack in this. It's just like dipping your toe in what's coming ahead. Like, it's just like dipping your toe in it. And it's, but without this, all of the other marriage teachings that they have don't work. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why it's the basic seminar. Because if you get the basics, then you can get more and then it, it just and there there's one of the the correlations with Scientology is because their members pay for their courses and so does ATI yeah. and you need more because a basic was not enough and you can't just go to the basic once to get all the information because it's way too much you have to do it multiple times and <clears throat> You also need the advanced because because oh, obviously God has so much information to bestow through Mr. Gothard that one course is not enough. You must pay more money for him to reveal more to you. Yeah. And the advanced seminar goes into deeper depth and in more detail for a specifically for marriages. So right. you're only getting a little tiny taste in the basic in advance. There were full days because I remember as a 12 year old, we go to this and my mom said now okay so this afternoon session is more about marriage and it, it has a lot of information that you might not understand yet but you still have to sit through it because you you want to go to knoxville so just if you have any questions ask me or or don't just ignore it just color just just <laughs> color and doodle and ignore the teaching that doesn't marriage. apply to you <laughs> like I remember her specifically saying, "Don't take this too seriously. Just color, 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 color." Why they're talking about this? Because she was so embarrassed that they were talking about. This. There's there's specifics on on you know. Um, I think this is where the they might go over like family planning and mm -hmm. um, and some subjects like that. Right. And so yeah, for to put a twelve year old in that. Yeah, and if you haven't had the sex talk with your kids, which most of them hadn't, no, until or, you know. or even like a lot of a lot of us didn't even have it. It, it yeah. was given because it yeah. was such a taboo subject. Yeah, so, <clears throat> your taboo subject, but the whole entire curriculum was based on a lot of that. So, but yes. whatever. But whatever. That's another subject for another day. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast in and of itself. 
So we really didn't get to kind of like talk about some of our experiences with courtship, dating, and marriage and relationships a whole lot. So I think maybe we'll do another podcast and we'll go into like some personal experiences of applying these principles. We did the basic seminar on, <laughs> we made a basic seminar on, on courtship right here. So this is your basic. <laughs> this first episode is your basic. The second episode is your advanced. Um, we'll go into dating. And yes. And you have to subscribe and like and comment to be able to come back and get more. Anyways, and now you've got your you've got your foundation, and now we'll go on to the next next episode. We'll keep you wanting to come back, and we give this all to you for free. <laughs> we don't require you to pay for a single bit of this nonsense and malarkey. <laughs> now I hope that y'all enjoyed us kind of going through this, and I mean I don't know who would enjoy it, but enjoyed learning the inner workings and the twisted mind of Bill Gothard. I'm going to be frank with you. Yes. We realize that this is kind of crazy to have like subscribed to. Yes. We understand that a lot of these teachings are twisted. When we were in this, Marcy was in it from when she was a kid. I was 18 and very broken. And so what I would like to say is that, if you weren't in it and you are trying to learn more about it, I just ask that you have a little compassion on those that have been in it and understand that there are millions of people in this world that are in multiple different cults. I'm glad you didn't get in it or any of them, but just because you didn't doesn't mean that the people that did get into it. It's not like we were looking to hurt people. And we didn't go into it with malicious intent. And yes, the teachings hurt us. And in turn, we may have hurt others. But our intentions were never most of us. A lot of us. I'm not going to say, you know, like a lot of the people that I know went into it because they thought it was truth. And it gets a little murky because a lot of the teachings were abusive and there were parents who had absolutely no intention of abusing their children that wound up doing it because of these teachings. And so whether you're a Christian or not, I ask that you try to come at it from a different angle than judgment and vileness we're not all criminals and perverts. And I'm kind of just going to leave it there because a lot of people who, and, and this is kind of the point of our podcast is to give you a real life look into this cult and where it brought us and why. I'm not exactly sure what the point of that other than to just be kind to the people who were in this and don't make a judgment based off of specific people's actions can i say um it's easy to come at something like this and and see like as you're reading through that material that we were just going over it's easy to look at that and say logically that's stupid or that's crazy or why would anybody fall for something like that 
And the point is that a lot of people that were going to these seminars, a lot of them were broken. And it made sense because it promised safety. And when you come from trauma or when you come from brokenness, safety is all that you want. And so it was appealing. And then that, I think that that's where a lot of the parents came from. Not all, but some. And yeah. then some of us, like, like you said, you came from a very broken place, Dee, when, when you got into it because you were 18, but from an, in a very broken place. And then, you know, some of us were in it from childhood, from, from five. I was in it from from five or six. So um, I didn't know anything different. (laughs) We were inundated from the beginning. And I think that to some, some extent, my parents got into it because of brokenness as well, because it promised safety. So it's easy to say it's not logical and it looks, it it's crazy. And why wouldn't you see that right away? But um, sometimes you don't see it if you're looking for safety. Right. It just really hurts me when I see people like generalize the followers of this group as abusers and criminals because that's your stereotyping mm-hmm. and you're not trying to understand it. Just asking you to, you know, follow along and learn more about it. I guess with that, we're going to sign off here and ask you to join us next week. Um, we do have some things coming up. So a little tidbit we forgot to include uh, we're dressed in different clothing so <laughs> background's a little different too so you know we forgot to mention so we're gonna we're gonna let you know um february 22nd we will be doing a live and we will answer your questions so if you are not able to join us for the live but you have questions just go to the social media area leave those there for us and we'll try to address them for you there So we would love to hear what you have to say. Or you can leave uh, your questions in the comments of this video also. Yes, exactly. We're going to be on um, a friend of mine's crime podcast, Brits with a Side of Murder. Not exactly sure when. We're going to be recording with her shortly here soon. And then we have another um, podcast or YouTuber that we're going to be collaborating with. Be looking forward to some collaborations. And we... Really hope that you'll come back and learn more. And we're going to go into the next episode um, is going to be about our relationships um, and courtships and dating, you know, kind of how this applied to our lives. Thank you so much for joining the Umbrella Rebellion. We hope that you will come back next week and join the rebellion. Bye. Bye.